showing you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, Graves, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Welcome back to Relationship Psych. Today we're talking about a mistake that stops communication. Avoid doing this if you want good communication with your spouse. To illustrate a mistake that most people make well, not most, a lot of people make when they're communicating, I'm going to share an interaction between Princess Margaret and her husband that I witnessed watching the TV show The Crown. Now, I have no idea what she was really like and if this TV show does actually accurately represent their marriage, but it did make for some really interesting marriage moments. Let's dive right in. Princess Margaret is displayed as being the belle of the ball. She is the life of the party larger than life. She is a stark contrast to her practical, stoic sister, Queen Elizabeth. In the TV show, she's seen singing, laughing, and demonstrating a vibrant energy to all around. Not only does she demonstrate vibrance in play, but also in conflict. The conflict I'm going to share about It all started when Princess Margaret Margaret and her husband were going to go to America to do a book launch for her husband. It was to be a vacation and she was to be there for him. They also agreed to do a few royal engagements. The real conflict started long before the actual fight. Princess Margaret grew up in her sister's shadow, never shared the responsibility of the queen. Later in the season, or maybe it was actually the same episode, in talking to the President of the United States, she shared of her intimate knowledge about being second, being overlooked. She refers to herself as Vice Queen. She illuminates her enduring vulnerability of coming second, not getting the spotlight, to being overlooked. As she and her husband travel across the United States, the media reports on her endeavors, sharing about her magnificence, and article after article after article reports on how great she is. She simply delights and revels in the glory. After nights of drinking and entertaining, her husband expresses some concerns about her behavior. The the scene is shot in a speakeasy. She's drinking and surrounded by people. She's the center of the room. Her husband sits alone at the bar, tapping his fingers on his forehead. As they walk to the room, he growls about how she ignored the signals that he wanted to leave. She dismisses his concerns, and they continue to criticize, defend, counterattack, all the way back to their hotel room. The scene is sat in a bedroom. He lights a cigarette, and she mocks. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you Tony who? Oh yeah, the husband guy. Sullen, he responds. 
It's not easy sometimes. She counters. What is not easy? He counters. Being second fiddle to a pygmy princess. She stomps her foot and retorts. Don't talk to me about being second fiddle. I get so little. I get so little limelight. He laughs. And she continues looking down at him, one hand on her hip. Is it not the price I pay for the sister I have, but the opportunity should once arise for me to shine? I'd appreciate you putting aside the competitive little narcissist that rages within you, letting me savor it. She stomps her shoe again. She takes a few steps towards him and starts. I promise that once we get to New York, the spotlight will be entirely on you and your book. I'll take a back seat and be the adoring, supportive number two you want me to be. Nothing will make me happier. The scene ends. Now, as a person that watches couples' conflicts, this scene had me on the edge of my seat to interrupt. I can see a big blowout coming from a mile away, outside of my relationship. So I was on the edge of my seat here, waiting to see how he was going to respond. Respond to being called a competitive little narcissist. Earlier in the conflict, she had already called him jealous and mean-spirited. Oh boy, there are only so many names you can call your partner before something bad is going to happen. (sighs) The best part about Princess Margaret's monologue is her contempt, followed by a contemptuous repair that actually kind of fits the overall emotional climate of their relationship. She actually knows his pain. She knows what it's like to be second fiddle. She gets how it feels to be second. And although she's kind of mean in her delivery, hurling insults, she sees his need to be the one in the spotlight. She acknowledges the need and makes a peace offering for how she will deliver. But here is her mistake. You might have already guessed it. Did you listen to the previous episode? If not, listen to Secrets of Successful Repairs. If you have listened, then you know, for repairs to be successful, the relationship needs to be in a good overall emotional climate. And as you can probably guess, with just the short snippet of this interaction, there's a lot of contempt in this relationship. Contempt is not good for relationships. In fact, contempt is a pretty toxic mistake. So there it is the communication mistake that likely undermines her goodwill of saying the spotlight will be on him when they go to New York. Even though she states, nothing would make me happier. It's not just the words she says, it's how she says them, filled with spite, filled with venom, filled with insults. She pokes, she prods, she belittles. And she also wonders why when they aren't on vacation, he's never around. I'm sure that her husband was no angel. On TV, he's certainly no angel. And I'm sure he's doing things that upset her. And if she wants to draw him near, for her needs to finally be met, to finally be heard and understood, she too needs to be accountable for her actions, how she speaks. Contempt pushes your partner away. It signals, "Uh uh-oh, you're not safe. What? normal people do in the face of danger is escape or avoid. A normal response if she is venomous is for him to leave or counterattack. 
to make this relationship better, a relationship filled with hurt, filled with contempt, well, relationship repairs probably won't be enough. They will also need to create a culture of appreciation and become friends. To clearly outline her mistake, as she does the repair, it's being contemptuous before the repair, generally in their relationship, and as she's making the repair. I mean, it might have just been her accent that made me think she was being contemptuous. However, I'm willing to bet she was actually being contemptuous. I'll take a back seat, and I'll be the adoring and supportive number two you want me to be. Nothing would make me happier. Like I said, could be the accent, or it could be a hint of mockery in her tone. So yeah, she said the right words, but her posture, calling him a narcissist seconds before, is likely to undermine anything helpful she did say. Research on toxic communication patterns that are present in relationships has actually been able to predict divorce, the D word. One of the predictors of divorce is contempt. If you want to learn more about toxic communication, check out Four Doomed Communication Patterns, Episode 5. This marriage is riddled with contempt. Hence, I am not one bit surprised that Wikipedia tells me that Princess Margaret and Anthony Tony divorced in 1960. So we have under we have discussed a mistake that stops communication and what to avoid if you want good communication with your partner. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com. Thank you.